You're listening to Cooking Therapy, Episode 6, Some Musings of an Introverted Black Boy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Musings of an Introverted Black Boy is a weekly short-form podcast series dedicated to exploring themes of love, identity, politics, race, social justice, and the 21st century coming-of-age experience. New episodes will be released every Sunday, and each one will more or less focus on one of these topics. Now, I should be honest with you, there are no other co-hosts. There are no special guests lined up for the weeks to come. This is a very intimate podcast. It's just me and you. But through each week's episode, it is my hope that we together can begin to uncover and embrace the common truths that lie at the heart of our individual experiences. So, I hope you'll join in. Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 6 of Musings of Introverted Black Boy. Before I say anything else, y'all should know that I'm hot. It's hot. It's been in the high 80s and early 90s in Michigan this past week, and it's supposed to be hot again this week. The weather is just doing the absolute most, and I'm not here for any of it. I hope y'all are enjoying this hot weather, but let me tell you, it's not for me. Y'all stay cool and hydrated, and if y'all go outside, but me, myself, and I, I'm staying inside because this weather is not for me. It's no doubt that summer is here, but I hope that the rest of the summer is not this hot or else we will have problems and you will catch me inside all the time. But I digress. Anyway, last week, I talked with you all about the importance of extending grace to others when they fail or hurt us. Even though we may be tempted to walk away from people and give up on them, I think that we should do our best to be gracious and merciful because we never know when we, when we ourselves will be in need of the exact same measure of grace and mercy that we give to others. So if you haven't checked it out, or if you haven't checked out any of the other previous episodes of this series, I highly encourage you to do so. I'm a bit biased, of course, but something tells me you may enjoy them. For today's episode, however, I wanted to talk briefly about an activity that is so near and dear to my heart. It's my hobby, my passion, my love language, honestly, my therapy, and essentially my go-to activity. I've been doing it for about 10 years or so, and I can't imagine ever stopping. What I'm talking about is cooking. I love cooking. Food is everything to me, and being able to create it in new and different and exciting ways is exhilarating to me. I also love it because it allows me to bring other people joy. Food is a social connector, it's a comforter, it's a physical, physical, tangible manifestation of hospitality and kindness. And so having the opportunity to cook for other people and bring them comfort and make them feel welcomed and at home is so fulfilling to me. I started cooking when I was around 10 or 11. I have had the pleasure of watching and living with the best cook I know, my mother, and I've also had the privilege of learning from the other best cook I know, my grandmother. Between them, the Food Network, and good old-fashioned trial and error, I've been able to nurture my cooking skills over the years. And I say years, even though I'm only 21, because cooking has been a part of my life for so long. I'm trying to think back to the first dish that I made, and I cannot remember it. It's been so long. I think the first official like dinner dish I made was some type of penne pasta with a tomato sauce or something like that, but my memory is failing me and um, I can't recall. I do remember cooking, preparing other more simpler things before that, like pancakes and scrambled eggs and sugar cookies. Um, I've been cooking for a long time. So even before I was cooking like full on dinner dishes, I was kind of dabbling and doing like more lighter things like that. 
Um, and I kind of worked my way up to preparing full on dinner dishes a little bit later. And just like almost every other cook in the world, I've had my fair share of disasters. Oh my goodness. Um, I remember burning my hand really badly back in eighth grade. I was trying to make hot water cornbread, which is a Southern soul food dish that is essentially fried, fried cornbread. I, I'm not sure exactly how to describe it, but the point is I was trying to fry something. And I had filled a skillet with oil and turned the heat on so it could get hot. But by the time it got hot, I realized that I had put too much oil in it and there was a chance that it could boil over once I added the cornbread batter, which is, of course, a big no-no. So I decided to transfer some of the oil to a measuring cup using a spoon. So if you can picture this, I had the measuring cup in one hand and the spoon in the other. What I did not realize as I got ready to do this was that there was water in the measuring cup. And if you don't know, let me tell you, hot oil and water definitely do not play together nicely in the sandbox. Let me just say that. So when I poured some of the hot oil into the measuring cup, which I, which I did not know had water in it, it started popping violently, violently and the oil spilled all over my hand. All I can say is that it was bad. It was really bad. I probably should have gone to the hospital, but I didn't. My skin peeled and my fingers were like a raw pink color, you know, that raw flesh color, whatever. I don't know how to describe it. Um, the pain was so bad the first night that I actually had to sleep with my hand in water just to keep the pain at bay. It was bad. I developed blisters and my skin was discolored for the longest time. But thanks to time and good cocoa butter, it eventually got back to normal. And now you can't really tell that anything ever happened. After this fiasco, I was a bit scared to go near hot oil, of course, as you can probably guess. But soon enough, I got right back in the kitchen and started cooking and frying things once again. All this aside, the real reason I wanted to talk to you all about my love for cooking um, is that I wanted to discuss with you one of the reasons why I love it so much, which also happens to be the reason why I think cooking is something every human being on the planet should learn how to do or should do, especially in today's world. One of the reasons why I love to cook is that it forces me to be present. If I want to cook something, especially if it's a new recipe or a complicated dish with many steps, I have to be present in that moment. I can't get too caught up in a conversation or too lost in my thoughts or preoccupied with my phone. I have to be attentive and alert and responsive. I have to know when I'm doing too much or when I'm doing too little, I need to be aware of what needs more time to cook and what needs to exit the oven or, or get off the stove ASAP. I have to taste things and think about what seasonings are needed and what seasonings are not needed. The food is the main focus that I have to have. Um, I have to be aware in order to produce a good product, I'm required to be engaged and present. And in a time when we are constantly constantly being stimulated by countless entities and information is constantly coming at us from a thousand different directions, being forced to draw my attention to this one activity, to this one thing, is refreshing and therapeutic and so needed for me. When I'm in the kitchen, everything else takes a backseat. Nothing else really matters. It's me and the food. It's my escape from the craziness of the world. It's the place where I can just exist and be and bask in the moment. And if everything goes according to plan, at the end of the experience, I have beautiful, delicious, and satisfying food to enjoy. It's an all-around amazing experience, in my opinion. As someone who loves to cook, I often encourage everyone I know or talk to or encounter, even if I don't know them that well, if we have a conversation about food, I'm encouraging them to learn how to cook. 
And by far the most common response I get from those who are hesitant to do that is something along the lines of, I don't have the patience for it. It takes too much time. And the thing is, they are exactly right. Cooking absolutely takes time and patience. And that's exactly my point. That's exactly why I think everyone should do it. We live in a world where we are often encouraged to be up to date and in the know, and in the know, but seldom required to be present and in the moment. We're always refreshing our news feeds, looking for notifications, and trying to find out what the latest breaking news or gossip is. We're always trying to make sure that we are up to date and have the most recent information and news, whether it be social, cultural, or political in nature. I'll be the first to say that I'm guilty of that. I'm always doing these things. But the place where I am most free of from all of this is in the kitchen. When I'm cooking, I have the opportunity to slow down, take a breath, and just be present in the moment. I have the opportunity to increase my patience because let me tell you, bechamel sauce doesn't speed up for anybody. You have to wait until it gets thick and you have to constantly stir it until it does or else it will burn. You have to be right there in the moment with that sauce or else it will not turn out well. And there are so many other things in cooking that are just like that. Cooking requires your time, your attention, and your patience. And believe it or not, that is not a bad thing. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you were really in the moment? When's the last time you drew your attention to just one activity? When's the last time you appreciated the beauty of how food is made? If you have a hard time answering these questions, I encourage you to find a recipe, get together some ingredients, and spend some time in the kitchen. Don't try to multitask. Don't try to rush through the process by cutting corners. Just slow down and take your time. Appreciate the process and bask in the moment. I can't guarantee that everything is going to turn out perfectly. Cooking is all about trial and error. But if you can just let go of this idea that everything has to turn out perfectly and just engage in and enjoy the cooking process, I think you'll be better for it. Cooking will never not be a beautiful process, in my opinion. Just think about it. You are taking raw, eclectic ingredients and combining them together to create a harmonious dish that nourishes you. It literally brings you life. You are preparing something that will eventually become a part of you. It will flow through your bloodstream, it will revitalize your tissues, and it will feed literally your mind. That's so beautiful to me. And something tells me that if you are just willing to engage in the cooking process, I mean really and fully engage in it, you'll come to appreciate the beauty of it too. You'll have your hits and misses, of course, because every cook does. But if you keep at it, you may find, just like I did, that cooking is more than an activity or a task. It's a life-giving form of therapy. This is Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, hosted by Marcus Granderson. If you're interested in getting updates on the podcast or learning more about my upcoming book, Timestamp Musings of an Introverted Black Boy, feel free to like my official Facebook page or follow me on Instagram at Marcus Granderson. And please remember that whatever you do in life, do it with love, because love never fails. See you next time.